0: AD, Yo. you didn't hear this from me, but that Rams offensive line been struggling <laughs> a little bit this year, my dog. I'm just saying. I mean... Quiet as his kelp. Hey, I mean, they, they went from being one of the worst, or one of the very best, to... One of the worst. Well,
1: you are not looking forward to this front coming bring, to town bring then, are it, you?
0: Bringing up three, or This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. If Sunday is anything like what we saw on Monday night, and that offensive line for the Rams performs anything like that offensive line from the Browns did, could be a long day in the Collie, as the L.A. Natives like to say. Uh, on sunday for their beloved rams i don't know that that i i, I sit here every week and I, I listen to you talk about how things are repeatable and what this defensive line is doing is repeatable and it has been repeatable through the first quarter of the season for the niners niners officially through the quarter of the season now after that early bye week they're now four and oh the lone undefeated team in the nfc one of just two undefeated teams remaining in the league along with the new england patriots and um That defensive line showed the whole nation, you know, on on Monday night that they were for real, for real, for real. And that offensive line for the Rams has not quite been that this year. And I think when you look at this matchup, I'm going to start right there in the trenches. That matchup right there is probably the most intriguing to me. Because if this Niners defensive line get after like they did on Monday night... Uh, five and a looks pretty good
1: um now i'm gonna go just a little bit off yes the the defensive line we we've seen it you like the nation's seen it we know they're real we're saying i mean they they got easily six starters up there the big boys that's like sec type yeah i mean it's like every guy that you put in in that rotation you know it's just there's no let up so there's there just no let up. They, they can come at you in waves, and, and everyone who's who watches the film, they know that. The nation got to see it. This game, this game right here, I think is going to be more out on the edges. On the edges. You, you go back to As the As in Super perimeter Bowl. players. You, yes, you go back to the Super Bowl. Go back to the Super Bowl, and Belichick laid out the, uh, the blueprint on how to slow this offense down. Uh, it's it's about timing. It's a fast break offense. Make certain that the guys can't get to their spots. Don't allow Jared Goff to just sit back there, and because they're going to run these crossing routes, these deep developing routes a lot, like you see Shanahan doing. Um, but they want they want to hit you on the run. It's Golden State Warriors. They want to hit you. They want they want to keep things moving fast. Take their shots. Uh, you you know early and often. Beat them up. Push them around. Don't let these guys get get to their spots clean. Uh, the secondary of the Niners, they are, they're big enough, physical enough, to be able to do that, to knock these guys around, to, to make them have to take that extra beat to get where they're going. I think that's going to be an, a very, very important part of this um, from, from the de- defensive side. And now doing that, oh, yeah, the big boys will feed. The big boys are feed because they're going to have that extra time to be able to get there, uh, and, and that's, that's going to be when they move the pocket. They do a lot you, you get a lot of that. McVay moves the pocket. The launch point is gonna be it's not gonna be directly between the tackles. He's gonna move that launch point to the left, to the right. Jared Goff is, is um, athletic enough to do that, but they're gonna have him doing boots, they're gonna move him around. McVeigh's smart enough to know that he can't just let him sit back there or they will destroy his quarterback. He won't make it through the season if they just let him sit there. So that, I, do, I really think that that's a major, major part of this game is not allowing the wide receivers and Higby to just run free. Make them have to work to get across the field. Every time, I, you know, every time a guy comes through one of those zones, don't let him go through. Make, dude, levy the tax. We've discussed that tax. <laughs> you levy the tax. Oh, I it, remember the tax. You, you, you can go across, but you've got to take a bruise. You have to get bruised. I have to hit you. I have to, I have to annoy you. And I think that's going to be a major major factor defensively for the, for the Niners.
0: Yeah, we were talking a little bit off air and you're talking about Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. And and this this is an important game for him. This game could be on him, you were saying. And and we didn't get yes. into it cuz I I wanted to save it for the air. I wanted to hear exactly where you were going with this one. What how, how was this one on the coach?
1: Uh well, Players win games. Players lose games. Players have to execute. You have to get out there and get things done. But a coach, a good coach, is going to help you win a game by design, schemes, calling certain plays at certain times. You need that two, three times a year. A good coach is going to give you that a couple times a year. The great coaches, the, uh, the, the Pete Carrolls, the Bill Belichicks, they probably do it three, four times a year where if you can go through and you can look at things and you can say, wow, that was an unbelievable call right there. That was a great time to go for it on fourth down. That, that, that scheme that they had completely took this team out. It's like going back to the Super Bowl, as I just mentioned. You go back to the Super Bowl and you see what Belichick did to that defense, I mean, to that offense that was, you know, just the, the highest scoring offense in the league. How Nothing. Nothing. I mean, he just put a cap on them. And that's when—that's what I mean by a coach coming in and doing it. Now, let's flip this back over to Shanahan. The Rams' defense, you're talking about the offensive line not playing as well as they've played. The Rams' defense has shown in the last two years that at home, they, have, they number one, they have communication problems. And you can get big plays on them in the passing game. You can, it's, its They get it. Even when they're playing well, they have communication problems. At home, this is the part that people don't get. See, everyone always talks about the noise and everything, but a defense that has communication problems, you're not going to have them on the road. You're going to have them at home. The crowd noise is trying to shut down the opposing offense. Well, guess what? You can't hear on defense. That's where you get all your noise. That's where you have your communication problems. And people don't realize that there's more communicating going on on defense than offense. See, offense, you come out of the huddle. You know the play. Yes, there may be an audible based on what you see. But guess what? When you hear that audible, you know what you're doing offensively. You know where you're going. You know what you're looking at. Defensively, every t- I have to make just as many adjustments, more so. And then I have to do them on the fly and on the run. And I'm talking to guys because I don't know what you're going to be doing. So everything is – it's reaction. It's reactive communication. Sometimes even after the snap – you're still talking to guys, and th- that is still going on. You're not just out there quiet. And there are times from the moment they break the huddle until the tackle is made that you're still talking to a player. As, as every, time some, every time there's a shift. Things change up front. You have to get that that communicated. Every time there is a motion, things change. You have to get that communicated from the you know coverages when you're playing combination coverages. That has to happen on the fly as guys are moving and crossing. You have to do all of that. The Rams have shown that they've had problems doing that. So, they have. And so, I've with seen a be, lot of guys in that, that secondary being said, looking at
0: each other, pointing at each uh-huh. other. I've seen
1: it. That's why I say Kyle has to take advantage of that when you know that's happening. I mean, we've seen this this team with that offense, with that defense. I mean, Kansas City came in and put up, what, 50-something points last year. and lost. Tampa, Tampa has come in this year and put up 40-something. Yeah. O- offensively, I mean, I got, they got a defensive touchdown, but that offense put up over 40 points. The Niners' offense has to come and show up. You have an opportunity to take advantage of that. Kyle, this is one where I always say you can't scheme everything. This is one where Kyle needs to be able to scheme some easy plays, big plays for them, and take advantage of the communication problems that they have. And I think it's going to be very important that that he gets that done. That's why I say this is a game that you want your coach – to put you in situations to where he should win. And that's I'm thinking Kyle should be able to get that done. This is this is a Kyle Shanahan versus Wade Phillips-type matchup right here, more so than, you know, the players. I'm, I'm looking at the Puppet Masters right now.
0: Wade, one of the best in the business. Yes,
1: that's what I'm I'm looking at the Puppet Wade, Masters. Wade,
0: yeah, and, and I'm a huge Wade Phillips fan. I thought it was a great hire by Sean McVay when he got the job to hire Wade Phillips. Um, if – so, so you're saying this is on Kyle, if I'm hearing you correctly. Players still, yeah, players but, still have to yeah, execute. But, it, but, but he, he's got to scheme some things, yes, right? Yes, yes. And, and I imagine when you say that, I mean, it, it's a, a good chunk of that, especially when you talk about the communication issues in the secondary, a good chunk of what he's scheming um, has to be in the passing game, right? Yes. And so that takes us to Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So if, if Kyle schemes it, Jimmy G's got to execute it. And we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week how – we didn't feel; neither of us felt like Jimmy G was really—he wasn't really on uh, during the Monday night game against Cleveland. There were some throws he left out there on the field, throws where guys were wide open that he, he could have and should have hit, especially in the play-action game when 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 the Niners had a night in which they ran for you know a quarter short of three hundred. So if Kyle schemes it, Jimmy's got to execute it. Executed. How can Jimmy be able to be successful to take that next step and, and start number 15, uh, be better than he was on Monday?
1: Well, that's just part of it, just be, just get better during the week. That's can what you do. he do it? Yes, yes, he can. Of course he can. Of, of course he can. I mean, he works hard. He has the ability to get it done. Haven't you seen Jimmy make a good throw? Yes. Haven't you seen Jimmy make an accurate throw?
0: Multiple times.
1: Haven't you seen Jimmy make a correct read?
0: Yes, I have. Okay,
1: so guess what? That means he's capable of doing it. So since you're capable of doing it, it's not a question of whether or not you can do it. It's a question of repeating the motion. That's what pro sports are about. They're not about being good. Everyone can do something good. You just said Jimmy can do things well. It's about being consistent. So it hasn't
0: been repeatable. So for it, him.
1: it's about being consistent. That's what makes a good quarterback. It's about consistently doing the things you're supposed to be. People talk about being a game manager and all these things. Joe Montana, he and I, Joe and I had this conversation once. And, and he said, I was a game manager. He said, every quarterback is a game manager. He said and it's about, he said, he said it's about going it. he said it's about going through the routine. He said it's about understanding your reads. He said making making certain that you do what's necessary. You you go through the mechanics and you make the correct play. You make the correct choice. And you deliver it on time. You get people in position to do other things. And he's and he said that's of course that's what everyone is doing at the quarterback position. He said if they're doing it well, that's what you're supposed to do. And now there'll be times that some you you'll have to ad lib some plays and make those. He was like, "But no one no one practices practices the ad lib play. No one puts that into their playbook. It's about managing the ones that are in there." So, Jimmy can do these things, I also believe that Kyle is a, a he's the type offensive coordinator that makes things very I'm, well, let me say I'm not going to say very easy. Nothing is very easy in the NFL. He makes it much more likely that a quarterback running his scheme efficiently will have success.
0: Matt Ryan hasn't been the same since he left.
1: Yes. Kyle makes it. He, Kyle makes it much. He makes it. He makes quarterbacks much more effective at their job if they. Run the offense the way he preps them, because he puts them in positions for success better than most offensive coordinators. Now,
0: now we, we talk about the experience of in inexperience of Jimmy G. Right, this is just going to be start number fifteen for him. Right, uh, we heard the guys on Monday night talking about how Baker Mayfield has more starts than him throughout you know the course of both mm-hmm. their careers. Although Jimmy G has more uh, more time in the league. Um. And then I hear you talk about the mechanics and, and the, him needing to repeat his mechanics to, to be a more efficient, a more effective quarterback. Is this something that can be done throughout the course of the season? Or are we talking about an offseason yes. for Jimmy G to get right?
1: No, of course. You, you work on it every single day. You work, have you ever seen – have you seen
0: – I know he works on it what, every day, before it to happen in what, a game.
1: Well, no, let me ask. Have you seen a wide receiver progress during the season? Get you've better. Seen, yeah, you see, have guys you seen progress. a corner or a safety get better?
0: You see, guys get better. Have you ever seen an of offensive
1: season. lineman? Has school progressed? Has he gotten better? He has. Okay, then why can't Jimmy? What, what, what is it about the quarterback position where he can't get better week to week? That's, that's, that's the, it's just a question of going out and working on your craft, just like every other position has to. We put, yes, I understand the pressure. Uh, and and the difficulty of playing quarterback. But at the end of the day, it's another position. Every other position, you have to go out, work at your craft, and get better. And no excuses are given. No one says, well, next year you can be better. You are expected to play well or you get benched. I, I understand the difficulty of the quarterback position, but you can also show progression. Yes, there are things you have, to, you have to grow and you want to get better as a player and you understand as time goes on and seasons and you can look back on things, you get better. But, yes, Jimmy should – you have to self-scout. I, 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 I did it. The other team is looking at you. Okay? So, yes, you have to look at the other team, but you also have to look at yourself and saying, what tells do I have? What do I need you to work on? You self-scouted
0: your, yes, your of course, a, as an individual. Yes, of course. So you didn't just leave that up to the
1: coaching staff? Well, the coaches are going to tell you things, but you also have to look at yourself, and you have to see because you understand what you saw in that moment. Jimmy knows more than anyone. I guess, he knows he knows more than anyone why he threw the ball to a certain spot. I guess my
0: question more with Jimmy is this team is 4-0, mm-hmm.
1: right?
0: And they look like this could be – this could be a special season for them. Can he get to where this team needs him to be for them to reach? I don't know what their ceiling is. I don't know if that's if that's just first round of the playoffs. I don't know if that's NFC Championship. I don't know if that's a Super Bowl appearance. I don't know what the ceiling is for this 1949er team, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever that ceiling is, can Jimmy get well enough throughout the course of this 19 season for this team to reach that ceiling?
1: Easy answer, yes. Yes. You think so? Well, I can tell you why I think so. They've played how many games? Four. They played four. How many times has Jimmy gotten his game to a level for them to win? Four. Four. No, it, it's easy. It's easy math. They've played four games. He's been the starting quarterback for four games. He's made enough plays for them to win four games. So, well,
0: does he well, need. Does, well, well, I, I know let me what you're stop saying. It right there. Can, okay. can you say that throughout these four games? Some of those games have won been won in spite of Jimmy,
1: but he still made enough plays for them to win the games. So, in spite whether it was done in spite of Jimmy, he still made enough plays. That defense
0: plays. against the Steelers, uh,
1: he still made enough plays. Did, did Jimmy throw a touchdown pass in that game? Did he have any drives? Did he did he make any did he make, he make any, did he make any throws on third down? Did he did he run and scramble for any first downs in crucial situations? So that's what I'm saying. He's done enough. For them to be falling, oh, do do I believe he needs to improve? Yes. Do I think he can improve? That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, he can. Because your your question was, can he continue to progress to a level that they can win games, continue to win games? Look at where he was in the preseason. He's progressed to a level to where they were able to win games. He's already shown that he can do that. So now, now the question isn't, is he going to progress to be the MVP of the league? I'm, I'm not, I, I, you know. That yeah, one
0: that, I, that's neither here nor there yes, to me. I,
1: yes. The, the, the It's, question it's is, more for the question this is, team, can, for what can, this can, team needs him to be. Can he make plays? To reach their maximum potential. Can, can, he, make, can he make enough plays for them? D- does he have the ability to do that? I think yes. I think that's a, the answer is yes. The question is, is he going to work on it? You, coach can't think for you. Coach can't make you play hard working on your mechanics, things like that, that extra time, that's, that's on you. It's, uh, it's on your head. It's on your body. It's on your will to do those things because what happens is once you get in the game, you're going to do what you do. Not what you, not what you think you're going to do. You're going to do what you do, what you've been practicing, the way you do it, the, the pace and the speed you do things. That's why guys get in games and you see them slipping and stumbling and almost getting there because they practice that way. They prep themselves that way. They train almost going all out. This game is about doing everything as fast as you possibly can under control. It's not running a 100-yard dash. 100-yard dash, you're all out. Football not, it's not straight line. You have to change direction. You have to make decisions on the run. So you have to prep yourself doing everything as fast as you possibly can under control. Jimmy has to get himself to where he's working on those mechanics. To the highest level day after day snap after snap throw after throw under control that's on jimmy cal can tell him he can stay in his ear but he can't make him do that Kyle doesn't know if he's going all out cal doesn't know if he's focused 100 percent. you can tell him to focus but jimmy's the only one who knows like i said before jimmy's the only one who knows what he was looking at and why he made a, made a choice so you have to sell scout and see are you doing those things if he's doing that He will continue to progress. I think he he wants – I think it matters to him, and he wants to be that guy. I I think he wants to be special. I don't think he wants to be – there are some guys who just want to be a guy and okay with being a guy and can accept that. I think he wants to be special.
0: And we started this conversation on Jimmy G – it started with Kyle Shanahan, and you saying that this game was kind of on Kyle, and Kyle's going to have to do some things yes. schematically to open some things up and take, for the Niners to be able to take advantage of the communication issues that this this uh, Rams defense, and primarily their secondary, could have. They and, gave
1: and, up a 40-burger to Tampa. Come on, man. To,
0: to Jameis. Come on. And and, and, and so I, I countered that with the fact that or, – or with the question, you know, can Jimmy be able to make these throws? Now – you're, this is a game that's going to feature two, arguably two of the best offensive play callers uh, in the game right now. Some people, some people think they are the best. Some, some people have them one or two, depending on, on on who you ask. On the other side of the ball, uh, you got McVay calling plays for this Rams offense, and they looked about as well as they've looked all season in that game on Thursday night at Seattle, albeit in a losing effort. Um, But we talked about at the top of the show, that offensive line isn't what it was last year, even the year prior to that. They were among one of the top units in the entire league. But if they're going to move the pocket, like you said, how can the Niners effectively be able to to, to get some pressure on golf and, and, I guess how much does that does that affect the back end when guys like Mosley, um, who played well, Mosley played played yes, pretty well yes. on, on yes. Monday night. Um, you know, locked up against yes. against OBJ for a good part of that time. But I think more is going to be expected, or more is going to be called on for the secondary on 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 Sunday, if. This defensive line is it going to be able to get the same type of pressure that they did against against the Browns?
1: Why wouldn't they be able to?
0: Well, if they're moving the pocket like you say they would, how 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 would they be able they're to?
1: They're just as fast. Because this is the thing about if you move the pocket, you have to move it. You have to move it towards D Ford or towards Bosa. Okay, <laughs> okay. You can't run away from both of them. Even if you move in the pocket, you still have you still have Solly and all the other big boys right up the middle coming at you. They're fast. They're fast. You still have Quan Alexander blitzing. You can, and he's still fast. So that, so that's the thing that I'm saying. Uh, you can move it around and try, to try to um, add in more time to get things going. But the the, the Niners have kind of picked up the pace defensively, in which you have to do things. They they are ve- the Niners are. I mean, on both sides of the ball, they are one of the faster teams in the league. I mean, on, on, when you watch them on tape, they are they are really fast. The way they get to the ball, the way they do things offensively, when the ball's in their hands, the way they do things defensively to get to the ball. Uh, so, um, yes, Sean, uh, Sean McVay is a he is a very, very smart play caller. But take advantage of what you've seen. You've seen people disrupt that timing, just you know, make golf have to make golf have to make decisions, hold the ball longer. He's not the same quarterback when he's, when it's not fast break. He's just not the same. He's not as accurate. Um, his decision making isn't the same when he knows he's going to get hit. So you hit him, and and that's what that's what I do like about the Niners defense. Uh, if he when they move the pocket, you're moving it towards a fast guy that can hit you. You you can't run away from them. It, it, it's just too it's too much speed and power in that front. That that's that's advantage 49ers right there. I, I I really I really truly believe that.
0: What about this running game? We we talked about it a little bit earlier this season. How I don't I don't I'm not sure what they're doing with Todd Gurley. I don't know if he's on a pitch count or or what. I will say this: he did look he did run the ball mm-hmm. well, probably as well as I've seen him run it all season long against Seattle on Thursday
1: night. Let me jump in right here. Um, this is one thing. The, the Rams' offense isn't broken. It's, it's not broken. What is And it? I talk to the guys, you know, here in L.A., I talk to guys, um, you know, that deal with the Rams, and I've dealt with the Rams, so I know them, and I keep telling them it's, it's, it's just a question of the next phase for um, Sean. It's just, just like I said, th- this is a game that's, this, that's on Kyle, that's the, it's this the game's next phase. Sean, too? Sean jumped out, and if we're still giving him—he's still getting all the praise for being the play caller for what he did last year and years prior. Now you're the guy everyone's studying what's going on with you and how you're doing things because it it hit a certain level. You took it to the Super Bowl. Everyone's like, we got to stop this, and now he's got to get to that next phase. A part of that is in the running game, with, also with Gurley. Okay, you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come up with different ways to do things and 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 scheme it. What's the next phase? You got to have that next phase. That's what that's where Sean is right now. But I don't think those guys are they're no less talented. So you still have to come in because because even a, a bad a bad um, offense that everyone is saying right now they're not the same and they're not doing things. They're still putting up three touchdowns a game that's that's more than good enough to win okay
0: (laughs) yes well i I guess right now he's he's a victim of his own success well every good coach always
1: will be but you have you have to you have to continue to make the adjustments and and figure out how to do things that's that's what belichick does that's what pete carroll does the, the thing that's
0: perplexing to me about Gurley is the fact that through four games he hadn't run the ball more than 16 times in, in, in a game this season
1: I think part of that is just health
0: And, and that's what I said earlier this year Like I don't, I don't think he's right I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure he's right Although he you looked know. stronger and ran harder on Thursday Than I've seen him run all and season And he may
1: be getting healthier I, I just don't think he's healthy Even back to the Super Bowl You know like why didn't you run him I think it was because he, 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 just, he doesn't fit Would you not play Gurley? Would you not hand the ball off to Gurley if he was healthy? Well, it doesn't make sense Well here, here's
0: the thing he only ran the ball 16 times or less four times last season. And two of those times were the last couple of weeks of the year uh-huh. where they already had everything wrapped up. They're just getting ready, getting ready for it for the playoffs. I find it hard to believe that coming off back to back losses and this being a divisional game against the NFC's last undefeated team that he won't carry the ball more than 16 times. But I, but I don't know the way they've been using them so far this season has been been very strange. I agree with you. I, I I said it earlier this year on this podcast. I don't think that he's right. I think there's something there, but I also think there's this notion that they feel like they need to save him for later on.
1: No, you can't. No, you but can't. But if, you if can't they do that get tripped NFL. up
0: on Sunday, well, you can't. There, do
1: there won't be anything to save. You can't. You can't do that in the NFL. You don't save anything because every game matters too much. You, but you, you it seems like he's been on a
0: pitch count, right?
1: Not, he, I don't think he's on a pitch count. I don't think he's on a pitch count. I, I well, yeah, well, you know, I'm not gonna say he, he may, It may be a pitch count. It's just simply for health. It's not that they're trying to save him. They're not trying to save anyone. They don't, they don't care that much about anybody in the NFL. They're, they're, they are they they do not care. They, they truly don't care. Yeah, but they on.
0: know they're gonna need him they, if they, if they're gonna reach they,
1: they're their gonna, ultimate goal. It, but they also know that they need to get to that goal, and you need him to get to that goal. So, the, what you're looking at it the wrong way. The way you have to look at it is not how many touches Todd Gurley is getting. You have to look at how many times they're running the ball. So you're saying, well, Todd Gurley only ran the ball less than 16 times this many games. Okay, when he wasn't running the ball, were they still running the ball? The the percentage of the offense, are they still running the ball the same amount or close to the same amount? That right there lets you know that there is something wrong with Gurley or if they have just changed offensive philosophies. And that's what has happened in a lot of these games. They've been in situations where they're simply not running the ball as much, period. So Gurley's not going to touch the ball in the game 30 times where the offense, in this game plan, you're saying we need to throw the ball more to be successful. Well,
0: he, he carried it 15 times Thursday against Seattle. The Rams only had 18 rushes. For the
1: game, see that's that's my and, point.
0: And in the Tampa game, so if you look at like, well, through it, what some 50, 60 times, so, so there weren't any runs to go around. So that's that one my either. point.
1: Everyone gets caught up on see numbers. I, I say I, this is another ericism as you call it. Numbers lie. People always say that numbers don't thought lie. Num-
0: I thought people lie. Numbers no, don't lie. No,
1: numbers lie because numbers can be skewed for you to look at them. Just like right there, Well, Gurley only ran the ball fifteen times, and he's normally run. Well, they only ran it eighteen. So, so look at the percentage. Of the So so, you're saying, is he on a pitch count? No. Look okay, at that. But they do 18 times they decided to run the ball in that game. They gave it to him 15. That's not a pitch count. That means that your offensive scheme didn't allow you to run.
0: But the narrative that we were told after the Tampa game was, oh, he didn't run it that much because we got down early. We needed to throw the ball to come back into the game. And you did. They were up. In that Seattle game early, that game was closed throughout. So so, listen, so so listen, go back with that. Well, no, yes,
1: you can. But no, well, look, but you, you don't have to go with that narrative. You go to what I just said. The game plan to win the game was we don't think running is the best way to win this game. And they had an opportunity to win that game, right? Look, you make the field goal, you win the game. You make the field goal, you win the okay? game. Okay, so the game plan was correct. The kicker's got to make the kick. So it wasn't a pitch count. They ran it 18 times was what they decided to run. He ran them 15. No pitch count there. The game plan was we need to throw more to win, and you have to take that into account. You can't get, just get into the numbers of touches, and that's why I say numbers can lie, because the numbers say, well, he didn't run that much. Well, yes, he did.
0: But this is why I have a problem with that. Because if Jared Goff is supposedly the best play action quarterback in the NFL and Todd Gurley is a top three to five running back in the NFL, why is he not running the ball in order to open things up for for Goff to be more effective? In the play action um, Right. Like these, first like these of things all, are
1: like right now I'm hearing one plus one equals three uh, well okay let's go let's go back into a little, another little football 101 play action I'm trying to throw the ball down the field I'm trying to throw the intermediate routes the the, the, the 22 to 18 yard routes um, or I'm gonna try to get something the crossing routes the deep shots down the field maybe i'm looking at it coming into this game saying my play action my play action call sheet is set up for those routes to happen but what i'm looking at with my offensive line and these pass rushers we don't have time to do that or the scheme that i'm going against they don't even allow for those they're playing this two deep shell or four deep shell to where those routes aren't even going to be there so it's better for me to just do a straight drop back or do a shotgun and i can take and i can get the ball out of my hand quicker on the screens on the 10 yard routes on the on the 12 the 15 yard routes where i don't need to play action and we have a better chance of moving the ball through the air so you have to look at that as well so you may be good at something but if someone's not like i told you it's about what the league has done to adjust you adjust against you if i'm not giving that to you it's, you can't run there's no reason to run there's no reason to run play action if the reason for you running the play action is voided so what
0: that reason be void against the 49ers on Sunday
1: um the way the the way the 49ers play their defense you should have some of that I mean they're so fast and they're so active and you should uh, you should be able to get the play action the, but are you going to be – the? do you think you're going to be committed to the run? I expect them to try and um, throw some of that in there. The way the Niners have been playing, and um, even they're, they, they're, they've been playing some soft coverage and, and not allowing guys. You saw it the other night. I mean, yeah. you saw Sherm get turned around a yeah. couple times, and, and, um, and it's because that's just the way they're playing. They're playing with space. They're allowing these guys to catch it, and this defense – is so good in the red zone. It's almost like Salah is saying, we don't think that you can drive the length of the field and be successful at getting into the end zone. Something's going to happen. We're going to get a sack. We're going to get a tip ball. We're gonna get, you know, some, Someone's going to make a play, break on a play, get an interception. You're going to do something wrong. You're, you're going to get a, a, you know, a procedure pen, penalty or a holding penalty. Something is going to happen to back you up. Before you can drive down the field. So they're not trying to play really strong, aggressive coverage outside, uh, you know, snap in and snap out. So some of those things, are, they will be there. You will see some of it. To what extent? I don't know. But you'll see some of it because that's the way they're playing defense right now. And it's working. So there's no reason to change it.
0: No reason to change it. So much like this game is kind of going to be on Shanahan. This game also, in your opinion, is going to be on, on McVay. So we're talking about two of the, the top play callers yes. in the NFL.
1: Wade Phillips is going to have a lot in this one, too. Yeah, they, they're,
0: <laughs> they're, they're going to have a lot to prove come come Sunday to determine the winner of this one. Before we get out of here, we got to talk about the man Aaron Donald. Um, and we know we talked about Miles Garrett a little bit last week. And he he's able to get in the backfield a, a little bit, but he, he didn't have nearly the impact that – I thought he could have uh, going into that one. And part of it was was just because the the running game was just so good um, that he he really didn't have an opportunity to to really get heavily involved. Um, Aaron Donald is a whole whole other beast. Um, Yeah. But he still has not had – I know getting sacks is not his game, although last year he put up 20 and a half of them, which was Mm -hmm. ridiculous, especially for an interior guy. He did that. He's still without – his first sack so far this season, although he got to Russell Williams, uh, Russell Wilson a couple times on Thursday and really, really made his presence felt. Um, Ru- Russell felt them a couple of times yeah. uh, as big as big number 99 got to him. Um, I was talking to someone with the Rams and I know sack numbers aren't a big part of Donald's game and they don't necessarily need to be, but coming off a of year, we're at 20, 20 and a half and they are through, you know, five games already this year. For him to have zero is a little glaring. And I was thinking, you know, Sue didn't get a lot of credit until this team got to the postseason last year. How much of what we're seeing or not seeing from Donald in that regard is because of Sue and and him being in Tampa now? And, and not to take anything away from Aaron Donald, because I, I still think he's, he may be the best defensive player in, in, in the entire NFL, but when you look at that, it's like, wow, okay, who's missing? Okay, Big, big, big Sue is down in, in Tampa, and, and Big 99 is still without a sack. I found that to be quite interesting. Um, what, what, what's your take on
1: that? Um, it's interesting. If you just look back in recent Niner history, people were saying, what's wrong with Eric Armstead? Uh, what's wrong with Solly? What's wrong with Buckner? Uh, it's amazing how you're not hearing a lot of that right right now, right? No, you're not. because all of these guys have come into their own and they understand their abilities and they don't have they don't feel that pressure to do so much and, and it's very difficult to double to to focus on this one guy all the time because you have these other guys around. You got D. Ford and Bozler coming around. So, okay, we're gonna are we gonna double everything in the interior and single those guys up outside. Well, we can't do that. And then if we we gotta we we gotta get some help out here. And then okay, well, are we gonna double which one are we gonna leave one on one? You start looking at who you're gonna leave one on one and other guys get more opportunities one on one, and now it's about winning your one on one. That's that's what it is about defense. Everyone has tough duty. Someone's gonna have the double team. Someone's gonna have the tough player. Can you can when you get the easy shot, the easier shot? Can you win? That's that's how it is. When you're when you're every play, somebody's got their tit in the ringer. That's just that's just how it is. And when it's when it's not your time, you got to take care of that guy who's in the ringer. That that's how it is. Was was um. Uh, Aaron Donald, the beneficiary of that, is he a bad boy? Yes. Was he the beneficiary of having Sue there that you had to account for? That you gotta put a, bu- a. That's a strong human being. He that is an earth mover, and you have to account for that. Yes, that helped out Donald. It helped. I I I saw it with I saw it with um, Dana Stubblefield, and how he was played and what was going along. And guess what happened when By came, and got into that three technique. Yeah. People were like, "Ooh, Brian Young. Baby boy, I mean baby boy was just going to get there and it was nothing. Hey, it, you you can sit here and decide that you're just going to block bubbles, but Wideback was going to get you. Baby boy was going to get you. BY was coming. So you had to decide if you wanted to block BY, if you wanted to block bubbles. Who you want to double? You can't double everybody because if you start doubling all those guys, now you're leaving the guys off the edge to come in. Now Ricky Jackson and, and, um, um, and you know, Tim Harris, these guys can come in one-on-one. So, that's, so, yes, guys benefit from that. You're seeing that with the 49ers front. As you start to put more talent around talented players, you start to see the up. talented players' um, game rise because they are able to now do – what they do, and I don't care who you are. If you're getting doubled and triple teamed like Donald is every play, you're not gonna have the volume of splash plays. He's still gonna make plays. He's yeah. still gonna beat double teams. He's still gonna do things. But two guys should win most of the time, and that's what's happening. You know, yeah. th- that's just the way it, it is. He
0: he gets his first sack this week. So be it. How do they? How do you even begin with this guy?
1: O'Donnell? With Donald? With Donald. I mean, that's it. you just double him. You just know you account for him. You, you just know that if you're trying to run a play, that you have to account for the fact that he's going to be a tough out. He's, he, you're not going to get an easy play. It's going to be a tough out. You want your guys to do it. You're not going to set up a scheme. You're not going to set up a scheme where you're saying, um, win one on one all night long with this guy because if you do, you're gonna get cut. It's
0: been a long day.
1: Cut, if, if, I can tell you right now if you walk in, if you're an offensive lineman and that's the game plan you see, you know that the coach cares nothing about your feelings and he's trying to get you cut. Coach cares absolutely nothing about how you feel or your family because he is trying to get you run out of the league because he's gonna get you embarrassed because you can't expect someone, you can't expect the best in the league to take this guy one-on-one the entire day. It's just, it's just not going um, you, to happen. You're going to have to give some help from time to time. You can do it the majority of the time. You can say that my guy can match it with him, but you can't do it, especially in crucial situations. That's just bad coaching. To say, you know, th- this, this is the third and four we have to have, and we're going to single up Aaron Donald. And he's like three feet away from your quarterback at the snap of the ball. That's dumb. So you you make your scheme accordingly, and and you set it up that way, and 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 just know that he is going to be in the middle of that defense, and he's gonna. You, you have to expect other guys to win their one on ones. Like this is one of those games where school will probably have more one on ones because you you can't leave Aaron Donald by himself right there in front of the quarterback. That that just doesn't make sense. You, you, so that, so that's what happens now school's got to win you you have the one-on-one the, the double team you guys have to win school has a tough duty on this one don't get him don't get him in a bind and he has to hold up in those situations you mix it up but, but that's what has to happen
0: uh for the last couple weeks you, you told us about how how the the Niners will be able to handle the Browns pretty easily um Right here on this podcast, what, what, what's what's what, what's your feeling about this game?
1: Um, this, is, give, this give us some keys. Uh, I think I think key number one, Kyle Shanahan, take advantage of the communication aspects and some of the matchup, um, some of the matchup wins. I think you can get. Yes, you lost the fullback, but I think that without Uzcheck, um, I, without him in the game, I still think you can run the two back scheme. I still think you can get favorable matchups, and against
0: um, a defense without Clay Matthews. Remember, he's out now. Yes, uh, with, with th- that injury. I,
1: so, uh, so you, so I, I think you can get. I think you can get favorable favorable matchups in that situation. And I think Kyle will be up to the challenge, and he will take advantage of that. We've seen teams come. It's hard to score forty points in someone else's building. We've seen good offenses come into coming the Coliseum. And score on. I mean, and the Rams don't have a bad defense, but they give up a lot of points at home, which goes right back to communication. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of uh, you. You know, st- I, I want to see what happens. You know, offensively, from that standpoint, I think it's on Kyle. I really do. This is this is a game that the coach is supposed to win. He's he's supposed. He's supposed to look back on this and say that was a hell of a game plan. You know, of course, the guys executed, but that was a hell of a game plan. Defensively, rough, rough them up. The, the Niners don't blitz a lot. They don't have to. Beat up, the, 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 I think, on the, on the edges. Push the receivers around. Make it difficult for all of these guys to get into their routes uh, be annoying and nagging and bruising as they try to run all these crosses, push them around, knock them off of, knock them off of their, um, off of their um, points where they want to get to, do not let them get to their landmarks, and make Jared Goff know that he's going to get hit. You saw it happen. You could tell that Baker Mayfield, in this last game, realized that he was not going to have time to get to his second and third reads. And and the panic set in. Make Jarrett Goff do the same thing. He's played enough games now that it shows that when he is being harassed, he's not the same quarterback. Harass him. That's the game plan. I th-
0: I think that this is uh, we've been looking forward to this game for for quite some time. Yes, me too. And, and, this and, and, is and, yes. And Niners Niners 4 I I think this is this is going to be a, a pretty good litmus t- litmus test for this team. Um. Can, can I tell
1: you something, man? This is, this is the litmus test for both of these clubs. I, I really do think so. That's why I'm so excited to, to watch this game. Um, and that, of course, I'm shocked that it, sh- it wasn't flexible to Sunday night. But anyway. Well,
0: the, the, I think part of the reason for that is because the Rams, it would have been their sixth national television game, and that's the max. That they could have,
1: yeah, and they want to save them for later. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But I there get may it. not be a later. I get yes, I, I get <laughs> it. But this one, this one right here, I I think that, I you know, I'm not even saying I think. I Sean McVeigh is all week long going to tell these guys like this is a good football team you're playing. This is not one. This is not the same team. Uh, this is this w- what you have been dealing with the last few years. No, forget about that. They're, they're going to have a different type focus, and they understand the importance of this game, and they, and they know that they're playing a good football game. Right? They, they will play – the Rams will play a good football game, yeah. which, which is why I really, really am looking forward to this one because this is one – the Niners. Now, the games you were supposed to win, what do I say? You have to win them. You, you don't – the computer spits it out. Okay. You don't have anything to do with your schedule, and all you can do is win the games that you have on your schedule. Play the, the opponent. You are walking into hostile territory, an important game, a chance to really establish um, where you are within your division. Now it's real. What do you have? What, what do you have? Will you be prepared to step up into this one? I think so. I, I really do.
0: Tell you what, a bunch of the faithful will be there on Sunday. You're going to see a lot of red inside that Coliseum. Oh, I used to and, love that, And I'm man. not just talking about the seats either. Oh. I know they, they redid the thing, but it's going to be a lot of red inside that Coliseum. I always
1: used to love – I can, when they used to play in Anaheim, I used to love going into Anaheim. And about halfway through the third quarter – the entire stand would just, it was like a home game. The entire stand would just be red because we've already run all the Rams fans out of this stadium. I used to love it. <laughs>
0: well, we saw we saw it at Cincy earlier this year. Will we see a replica, a duplicate of that on Sunday inside the Coliseum? It's Rams week. This is going to be a big one. 49ers looking to improve to 5-0. and Rams, of course, looking to avoid their third consecutive loss, and this, of The first division game of the year for the Niners, so a lot of things, a huge barometer for this team going forward. This is going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, this is this is fun.
1: This this is finally, finally, it's time. Um, it's it's time for them to really say this is what we're about within the division this this season. Now, now it's time for the playoff push. October's the month. Did I I tell you that before? I mean, teams because what happens at the beginning of the season? September. Uh, September, everyone's excited for the start, and everyone wants to get out hot. you got to win that first game. you got to get going, just like as fans, you know, the team. You're just like, okay, can you get going? And everyone's excited about that start of the season. October hits in that locker room, and you're too far away from that excitement of the season. And that, play, that Pro Bowl push and the playoff push and all those things, it hadn't quite happened yet. October is moving season. Smooth as season. We always felt like that. You, you, you go through October undefeated, I guarantee you, you have the playoffs set up. It's not, it's not even a question of are you going to make them. You, you go through October, you win in October, and you go 4-1, 3-1. Now you're starting to look at, you're looking at seeding. You're going to make the playoffs because you've already established in your own mind, in your own locker room, in your own organization that you're a good team. And this is the month that you can really put some distance between yourself and, and, and the, the rest of the league. And now you start playing against the other teams within your conference. Like, okay, now, now it's about getting home field advantage, getting that week off, getting, you know, getting that home field advantage. That's, that's, this is where you start to establish that right now. And I think this squad feels it. They understand how important October is. It's moving season, first
0: division game here for the Niners Sunday against the rival Rams. Of course, we'll be back next week to break this whole thing down for you right here on the Believe In 49ers podcast. He's E.D., I'm Rashawn. We'll see you next week here on the Believe Podcast Network.
1: Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.